Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOFPHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Well, I want to go ahead and get uh, right back into where we've been for the last several weeks with the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation. And I'm so encouraged by the book of Revelation. I hope many of you are reading along each week. The book of Revelation is a very hopeful book and a very encouraging book. Uh, I know a lot of people kind of shy away from it because of just the content and the symbolism and the visions that are going on there. But I would highly encourage you to take time uh, just to slowly read through the book of Revelation because you will be encouraged. Uh, you will be uh, lifted up through it because we're reminded. And I told you, if, if you don't get anything else out of what I've been sharing with you, and if y'all been enjoying it, I know I've been enjoying studying it and preparing for it. And uh, if you don't get anything else out of it, you need to know this right here about the book of Revelation. That it reminds us that greater days are ahead for the church. Greater days are ahead. Listen, I... Don't, don't get consumed by what you see going on in the world right now. Don't, don't let that overwhelm you. I know that we need to plan and we need to take care of things. But listen, don't let it overwhelm you and consume you, the events that are taking place now and the events that will take place in the future. Don't let that stuff uh, shake you because the Bible tells me in the book of Revelation that greater days are ahead for the church. And the reason why is because the King of kings and the Lord of lords, Jesus Christ, Christ, he's coming back for the church. Glory to God. Glory to God. And so we rejoice in that today. We rejoice in that. Now, I want you to pray for me because uh, today I'm preaching on Revelation and I'm preaching on the Antichrist. And it's not the easiest thing to preach on, I will tell you that. But I know the Lord, through the work of the Holy Spirit, he's going to help me to be able to share some things that I believe will uh, enlighten us but also encourage us toward the end. This is not a doom and gloom message. But I want you to know something. Now, as we anticipate the coming of the Lord for the church, the rapture, uh, when the church will be raptured out of here, and there's nothing that needs to happen on the, on the uh, prophetic timetable for that event to take place. The rapture could happen right now. It can happen anytime, and I hope you're rapture ready this morning. I hope you're ready to go when that event takes place. But until that day comes, the Bible tells us that we are going to experience some unsettling times that we're going to live in, some unsettling events that we're going to experience. I think we could all probably agree right now, the majority of us, that we live in a world right now that kind of seems to be at times, not only in our nation, but really all over the world, it almost seems to be spinning out of control sometimes. Can I get an amen? That's, that's what we see. It's what it appears to be. Uh, we, we see the, the chaos and, and much confusion that is spreading across the globe like we've never seen before. I, I, I'm just amazed, you know. By the way, I'm celebrating my birthday today, 49 years. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 
I remember like between 18 and 22 thinking I'll never make it at, I'll never make it to 49. But God, his grace is awesome and his mercy is awesome. But even in my short lifetime, 49 and feeling fine, 49 and feeling fine, we, we, we see things, I know I'm seeing things right now that I never thought and dreamed that I would see in my lifetime. Things happening in our culture and through the, the government and really all over the world that I never thought I would see in my lifetime. You look at the, the, the global pandemic, the, the, the health care crisis. I never thought I'd see a day where, where doctors and nurses are being fired. <laughs> Sorry. I never thought I'd see a day where our individual liberties and freedoms are coming under attack like they're coming under now. I never thought I'd see a day where we're seeing the economic crisis and our, uh, just the, the supply and demand changing right before our eyes. Let me just tell you, the, the unsettling times that we live in, the unsettling events that we have going on right now in our life, they're causing people not to live in faith, but they're causing people to live in fear. And, and we, we see it, and, and that fear begins to creep in on people, and people are so stressed out, and, and, and they're worried, and, and rightly so, on some things about their future, about their families. The times that we're living in are, are unsettled, and, and listen, here's the deal. It's so unsettled right now, and it's only going to get worse. I don't want to sound too you know, discouraging, but I'm just telling you what the Bible says. Things are going to get darker as we get move toward uh, the, uh, the, the rapture and toward the end times, which I'm, we live in now. Things are so unsettled, and people are looking for someone. They're looking for someone who's going to have answers to all of our problems. And, and as things get worse, people are going to crave that more. They're going to desire that person more and more. They're looking for a political leader who can come in and fix this mess. They're looking for a person who will come in and, and will bring peace and order back to this world that's full of chaos and confusion. That's exactly how it's going to be when the Antichrist comes on the scene during the Great Tribulation. You, you think people desire somebody to come now and, and, and help rescue us out of the mess that we're in? When, when the great tribulation takes place, when, 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 when the, the wrath of God is being poured out upon this earth, when many scholars believe it's going to be like hell on earth, when those things happen like have never happened before, you think uh, COVID is bad now, it's going to be way worse during the great tribulation. Earthquakes, famine, disorder. So many things are going to be taking place and people are going to be craving for someone to come and please save the day. Come and save us. And there are going to be people that are just waiting for someone to show up on the scene that can help them. And at that opportunity, Satan will use the coming Antichrist and he will raise this, this beast, this man up and he will be a man that will soothe the hearts and soothe the minds of the people who are consumed by all the chaos and the confusion. People are going to be so unsettled and anxious during the, the great tribulation events that are going on in the world that you know what? They're, they're going to gladly accept him. 
They're, they're going to they're embrace the Antichrist. The Antichrist, listen, it's not going to be like people are going to be, oh, no, the Antichrist. We're going to reject him. No, they're going to be glad he's here. They're going to receive him. They're going to gladly welcome him. They're going to worship him because he's going to have the solution to all the problems that are going on in the world, not just in our nation, but all over the world. We find that in Revelation chapter 13. Let me read to you these passages here, 1 through 10. In Revelation chapter 13, we, we, we come and we hear more about the uh, Antichrist. And by the way, your Bible is full of uh, New Testament preaching on the Antichrist. Paul preached on the Antichrist. Even uh, John himself, not even in Revelation, but another book, the first, uh, first John, he preached on the Antichrist. And in Revelation 13... It says, and I saw a beast. This beast now is the Antichrist. Some translations say the dragon is standing by the sea and he, he saw the beast rising out of the sea. But this translation here in the ESV says, I saw a beast rising out of the sea with ten horns that represents strength and seven heads, which represents he's going to be full of wisdom, and ten diadems, which is crowns. He's going to have power over the na many nations. Uh, most, the, the most powerful nations, and on uh, those crowns, on its horns, will be blasphemous names on its heads. And the beast that I saw, this is John having the vision. He said, and the beast that I saw was like a leopard. Its feet were like a bear's, and its mouth was like a lion's mouth. And to it the dragon, say dragon, the dragon gave his power and his throne and great authority to this beast. One of its heads seemed to have a mortal wound, but its mortal wound was healed, and the whole earth marveled as they followed the beast. And they worshipped the dragon, for he had given his authority to the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast, and who can fight against it? And the beast was given a mouth, uttering haughty and blasphemous words, and it was allowed to exercise authority for 42 months. This is during that seven-year period of the Great Tribulation. It opened its mouth to utter blasphemies against God, blaspheming his name and his dwelling, that is, those who dwell in heaven. And, it was a, and the beast was allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them. Those are probably many Jews that are going to be saved and some others during that great tribulation. And authority was given over every tribe and people and language and nation. And all who dwell on earth will worship it, worship the beast. Everyone whose name has not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb who was slain. I hope your name's written down in the Lamb's book of life. In verse 9, if anyone has an ear, let him hear. If anyone is to be taken captive, to captivity he goes. If anyone is to be slain with the sword... With the sword he must be slain. Here is a call for the endurance and the faith of the saints. Father, thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, please help me. Lord, I ask for your help right now, Lord. God, you know the struggle. You know the battle that's going on. And God, I pray right now you're anointing. You are greater. You are greater, Lord. And I pray you will open up hearts to be receptive to the gospel. In the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord, my Savior, I pray, amen. These passages I read to you here this morning about the Antichrist, the first thing I want you to see here, if you're taking notes, is the source of the Antichrist. 
the source of the Antichrist, the source of what? The source of power that is given to the Antichrist. In some translations in verse 1, it says this right here. The dragon, the dragon. You heard me mention that name a while ago, the dragon. The dragon stood on the shore of the sea, and as John says, and I saw a beast coming up out of the sea. And he had ten horns and and seven heads and ten crowns on his horns. And each head had a blasphemous name. The Antichrist, listen to me now please. The Antichrist is a man who will get his power from the dragon. The Antichrist is a man. He's a human who will get his power from the dragon. If you were reading in Revelation 12... In that, those chapter, that verse right there in uh, verses like 3 through 7, John sees this vision. He sees this vision of this great dragon that was thrown out of heaven and to the earth. Who's that dragon? Satan. Satan is that dragon. It's the devil. The dragon is Satan. And Satan will be the source of all of the Antichrist's demonic power. And that demonic power that is from Satan, that is given to the beast, the Antichrist, will be used to carry out Satan's agenda, which has always been this right here, and it always will be, to steal and to kill and to destroy. Satan is your public enemy number one. And he has one goal in mind, and that is to steal and to kill and to destroy. And that will be the agenda. That will be the reason the Antichrist is given all this demonic power so he can continue to carry out Satan's agenda, which is to steal, kill, and destroy. The Antichrist, he's going to rise up, the Bible says, in great power. And it says that they saw him coming up out of a sea. Well, what does that mean? Well, many scholars believe that that sea is a representation of the world. He's going to rise up out of this world that we live in. He's going to rise up out of this world of worldliness, out of this world of wickedness, out of this world of evil. He's going to rise up, and he's going to be evil, but he's going to be promising peace. He's going to be promising peace. Many people have in their mind what the Antichrist is going to look like. People are fascinated by the Antichrist. People think in their minds, you know, what is he going to look like? Is he going to look like, the, you know, is he going to be like Darth Vader from Star Wars or Darth Maul? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Is he going to look like some wicked creature that's come up out of this sea of worldliness and wickedness and, and, and evil? The Antichrist is going to be completely opposite of what most people think the Antichrist is going to look like. The Antichrist is going to be a man who is very charming. He's going to be charismatic. He's going to be engaging. He's going to be a great speaker. He's going to be someone who has political influence. He's going to be someone who has religious influence. He's going to be a very intelligent man. And he's going to promote peace. He's going to promote peace. He's going to pretend to be a peacemaker. But I want you to hear me this morning. He's going to have that appearance of light. He's going to have that appearance of being someone who has great influence and is such charismatic and charming. But listen, like Satan, he will be the master deceiver and he's going to bring destruction and terror and death onto this world like we've never seen before. He's going to be the most wicked and evil man that has ever walked this earth. It's amazing to me. People, uh, you know... 
preparing for these messages in Revelation, I know uh, there's been a few that have already asked some questions about the Antichrist and the false prophet and things like that. And Lord, help me, Jesus. Try to do my best to uh, respond. A lot of people want to know, do you believe the Antichrist is alive today? I, I don't know. He, he could be. He could be alive today. He might be, a, he might be a young boy somewhere. He might be a teenager somewhere. He might be a, a man that's already uh, in, in a place, and, and, but he has not been revealed yet. He, he may be here already. He may be alive, but he has not been revealed yet. And it's amazing, I, I was doing some study, and, and over the years, people have tried to predict who the Antichrist is. It, it's been amazing that the people that have been accused of being the Antichrist, let me just mention a few names here of people that have been accused of being the Antichrist. Emperor uh, Nero, who, who slaughtered all, many, many Christians in the early church, many thought that he was the Antichrist because of the death that he brought to the Christians Many thought that uh, Adolf Hitler was the Antichrist where he slaughtered and, and tortured so many Jews. People thought he must be the Antichrist. People even thought that President John F. Kennedy uh, was the Antichrist because, you know, he even, I didn't even know this, but uh, when his party uh, voted to, uh, for him to run on the Democratic side, the, the, uh, the number of votes that he received, six. And, and, you know, he was, he was uh, assassinated, and, and many people thought he would probably come back to life. They thought he was the Antichrist. How many of y'all remember this man here? Uh, you're going to tell on yourself, Mikhail Gorbachev. How many of y'all remember him? He was the president there, or the, the, the dictator over the USSR, uh, Russia, and he had this mark on his head. Y'all remember that? And some people have blowed that up, and you can really look at it. It looks like almost a six right there, claiming he's the Antichrist. Some people believe that uh, Pope John Paul II of the Catholic religion was the Antichrist because he was uh, shot and uh, he, re he recovered from his wound. Many people even thought that President Barack Obama was the Antichrist because of his Muslim background, but also he was a great orator. Uh, he was very charming, and, and because of some of the policies that he had, they thought maybe he might be the Antichrist. Some people even thought Bill Gates. They think Bill Gates is the Antichrist with the computer invention and all the things that are advancing with technology. Hey, listen, it even gets worse. Some people even thought Barney the dinosaur was the Antichrist. Now, just leave Barney alone. Now, I can see SpongeBob right now. I can see that happening right now. I don't believe that any of these people are the Antichrist. I don't believe any of them were and any of them are. I do believe, though, that uh, the Antichrist spirit could be working through some of these people, but the Antichrist, the man will rise up in power and he will he's going to be revealed af listen after the church is raptured and during the great tribulation hallelujah to that right there praise god after the church is raptured 
Satan is going to give the Antichrist all demonic power and this man is going to rise up and he's going to have global power and authority and the Antichrist is going to have so much global authority and power that the people of this world, the one that rejected Jesus Christ and are left behind during the Great Tribulation, they're going to embrace that power and embrace that authority and guess what it's going to lead to? It's going to lead to a one world government. It's going to lead to a one world religion. It's going to lead to a one world currency and the antichrist is going to be the most powerful man on this earth during this time and his source of power will come from the great dragon satan his source of power is satan i want you to notice this we're just walking through this passage of revelation 13 the strength of the antichrist the beast i saw john said resembled a leopard but had feet like those of a bear and the mouth like a lion, and the dragon gave the beast his power and his throne and great authority. John sees these three creatures of strength. And these three creatures of strength, if you were to study them, they represent three of the greatest world powers that have ever dominated this world. The Persian in power, the Babylonian in power, and the Roman, the Roman in power. And these creatures that John used to describe the strength of the Antichrist the leopard, the bear, and the lion, they mean something. They represent those world powers, but they also represent something else. The leopard, the leopard is very fast. The, the leopard is very quick. And that tells us that the, the Antichrist is going to have the strength of the leopard, and the Antichrist is going to move quickly carrying out his deceptive plan. He's going to move quickly. Think about this right here. Look how fast that we're moving to a cashless society right now. Look how fast it's happening. Look how fast things are happening in our world today. Look how fast that we're moving to a, a chip identification process. Look how fast we're moving to an anti-Christ culture in our day today. Look how fast these things are happening. Does anybody recognize how fast things are happening right now? The, the, the Antichrist will have the strength of the leopard and the Antichrist will have the strength of the bear. The, the bear will be dominating. The, the Antichrist, he'll, he'll be in control of the top military of the world. And, and no, listen, no one on earth will be able to overpower the Antichrist. He'll have the strength of the bear. Nobody can overpower him. He's the bear. He'll also have the strength of the lion who roars in power and authority. And the Antichrist, he will roar with global uh, domination because he will have the strength over the most powerful nations those those ten crowns those those ten horns represent strength over the most powerful nations on this earth the antichrist will have an unstoppable strength this evil and wicked man will be so strong people of that day are going to say who is great as the beast and who's able to fight against him that's how strong he'll be and I want you to notice something else here not only the strength of the Antichrist, but the schemes. The schemes of the Antichrist. In verse 3 it says, One of the beasts seemed to have a fatal wound, but the fatal wound had been healed. The whole world was astonished, and they followed the beast. The Antichrist will be the master of deception. He'll be the master of deception. He'll, he'll be the great schemer. He'll deceive people into embracing 
all the wickedness and the evil of this world. The Antichrist, it says, he's going to be wounded. I want you to get this now. He's, he's the great imitator. He's the great schemer. He's going to appear to have this fatal wound to his head. Maybe it's an assassination attempt. I, I don't know exactly what it's going to be. But he's going to have this fatal wound to his head. But listen to me here. He's going to deceive people into thinking that he died and that he rose again. He is going to duplicate and he's going to fake the resurrection. He's all, listen, the devil will always come as an angel of light. He's always going to come and try to imitate Christ. He's going to fake his own death and his own resurrection. And he will fake it. And the whole earth, the Bible says, the people of the earth, they're going to be astonished. They're going to be amazed. They're going to marvel at this miracle. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to give their allegiance to the beast. They're going to give their allegiance to the beast. And people are going to be amazed by his schemes, and they will worship him. They will worship him. How many of y'all know the Antichrist is scheming already today? I, I don't know if he's alive or not, but I do know this. The Antichrist spirit is alive and well today in our land. And the Antichrist is scheming. He's already scheming. He's going to scheme people. The Bible says this. He's going to scheme people into giving total allegiance to him. And they're going to eventually decide to take a mark on their right hand or their forehead. And they're going to receive the mark of the beast, which is 666. And they're going to receive this mark by giving total allegiance to the beast, the Antichrist, so they can sell and buy in a cashless society. And we're already seeing those things. as fo We're seeing forerunners of that already taking place in our land today. The Antichrist is the schemer, the great schemer. The Antichrist will scheme people also like this. He's going to scheme by removing the laws of the land. He's going to scheme by removing the laws of the land. If you read in 2 Thessalonians, Paul is talking about the Antichrist. Please hang with me, y'all. I know it's hard to endure. Paul said this about the Antichrist, that he's going to be a man of lawlessness. He's going to be a man of lawlessness. Listen, he's going to come to the scene, and he's going to seem to pretend to promote peace and uh, peace treaties, but what he will eventually do is he will remove the law from the land. He's going to repre replace good laws with bad laws and wicked laws. He's going to be a man of lawlessness. Isn't it amazing? You think it's just by coincidence that over the years that we've seen the battle to take the Ten Commandments out of all the public places? Do you think that's just a coincidence? you think that's just happening? No, the reason that's happening is because there's an antichrist spirit moving and is scheming to pull the law of God out of this land. That's why we have it no longer uh, promoted in our schools and prayer promoted in our schools and, and things like that. God's law has been removed from the public display. And that's all intentional because the Antichrist is scheming and making that happen. Let me tell you what else this man of lawlessness will do. Think about this for a minute. Not only has the Ten Commandments, the law of God, been pulled out of the most public places in our nation, the recent scheme to defund the police, is that not crazy? The recent scheme to defund the police, that is an antichrist spirit that is already at work scheming in this nation and we see the results from pulling the law out of the land and the law enforcement out of the land. Now we see riots and we see civil disorder. All of that is promoted by an antichrist spirit.
If anybody is voting for the police to be defunded, they are being moved and influenced by an antichrist spirit. We support our law enforcement. Lord, have mercy. Have they shut it down on Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all, that's not my goal. My goal is to preach the truth. The Antichrist, the Antichrist is working to be a man of lawlessness and he'll pull the laws out of the land. The Antichrist is also doing this and scheming this. He's scheming and he's working to build his own church. Do you hear me? Christ said, I'm building my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. But guess what else? The great imitator, the great schemer, he's going to build his own church. He's going to build a church. And you know what his church is going to look like? His church is going to be a church that he's going to build so he can receive all the worship. You know, that's what Satan's always wanted. He's wanted that worship. And this church that the Antichrist is going to build is going to be a church that will deny the deity of Christ Jesus. They will deny the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. They will, they, this church the Antichrist is building, he will, this, this church here will teach that there are many ways to get to heaven. This Antichrist church will believe that all religions are equal. How many of y'all seen the bumper sticker, st- uh, stickers that say coexist? This Antichrist is building a church and it says that all religions are equal. He is building a church that will have no cross. He's building a church that will have no repentance of sin. He's building a church that will have no surrender, no sacrifice, no commitment, no truth, no prayer. There'll be no preaching about the blood of Jesus Christ and there'll be no mention of hell. Do do we see that scheme taking place today in our land? Oh, I could just give you example after example of churches that are building their doctrine on things like this here. The Antichrist is scheming to build his own church. And the Antichrist is also at war with the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. How many of you know he's at war with us? I've had somebody tell me many, many times, as long as you're pastoring, well, really, it goes to all of us that are Christians, you're going to have a target painted on your back. You understand that, right? Does the, does the devil attack Christians? Yes. Who else is he going to attack? He attacks Christians. And he will scheme his way to wage war against those that are followers of Jesus Christ. And here's his goal. His goal is to destroy your worship to Jesus. His goal is to steal and to kill your worship to Jesus. The Antichrist, he's going to do everything possible. He hates Christ. He hates Christ. And he's going to do everything possible to make sure that he gets all the worship. So he's going to promote things and he's going to scheme things that are going to try to pull worship away from the one true God and bring worship to him. He's going to do everything possible to steal God's praise and to steal God's worship. You you think that scheme's going on today? Okay, y'all bear with me now. Here we go. Mercy and grace. You ready to say it? Mercy and grace. Mercy, grace. When the pandemic hit, when the pandemic hit, what was the first place the government wanted to shut down? Church. Say it again. Make sure they hear you on the live stream. When, when, when the pandemic hit, was the first place the government wanted to shut down was the church. According to the media and the science and, and, and the CDC, the most dangerous and deadly place you could go anywhere during the pandemic was 
Not Walmart. Come on, give me an amen now. Not, not Walmart. Jesus, is this from you, Lord? Not, not, not Walmart. Not, not the cottage at the beach. Not, not the restaurant. Good night. This is feeling good right now, boy. Not Krispy Kreme. Thank you, sir. The one place the most in the pandemic that the government and the CDC said to go was the church. And if you, di- if you do decide, if you're going to go to church, if you're going to risk your life going to church, the government and the CDC said, if you go, you can go, but don't do this right here. What they say? Don't. Don't sing. Whatever you do, don't sing. If you sing, everybody's going to die. You know why they told us not to sing? Because the Antichrist is scheming, and his scheme is to keep us and doing everything possible from worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's worship him right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, 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 glory to the name of Jesus. Glory to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I sing unto you, Lord. I praise your holy and mighty name, Jesus. The name above all names. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Take our worship, Lord. Be blessed. Be God. Be blessed. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Man, we just showed them, didn't we? Hallelujah. The Antichrist is going to develop schemes and systems that are going to be used to deceive people into worshiping him. He's going to blaspheme the name of God. I'm going to wait till I get there. I'm almost, almost done. Verse 4 says, people during that time will worship the beast and the dragon. He's going to do everything he can to make everybody that's left here on this earth to worship him. And not only worship him, but worship the Antichrist and worship the dragon. Let me just tell you this right here, friend. That is not the group you want to be a part of. The group that we want to be a part of is the group that just stood up and said, we worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We worship King Jesus. Hallelujah. That's the group I want to be on right there. Hallelujah. We're winding down. I'm ready to get away from the Antichrist. The shouts of the Antichrist. Verse 5. The beast was given a mouth to utter proud words and blasphemies and, and to exercise his authority for 42 months. He opened his mouth to blaspheme God and to slander his name. And his dwelling place, which is heaven, and those who live in heaven. I talked to you about the glorious throne last week and how the church would be around that throne giving worship to the Lord. Well, right here during the great tribulation, it says that the beast is going to be uttering words of blasphemy against the God and those that are gathered around the throne in heaven. Listen to me. During that seven-year tribulation when the Antichrist is revealed, And he begins to exercise his authority. You know what's going to take place?
place on this land, the Antichrist is going to constantly be cursing God's name. He will constantly use God's name in vain. How many of y'all despise and hate to be around somebody that's using God's name in vain? I despise it. I hate it. But here during that time, between the Antichrist and all the people on earth, 24-7, they're going to be cursing and using God's name in vain. Could you imagine being here on that earth during that time? But we already see that happening in some of our places. Look at Hollywood. Well, that's another sermon. Think about this. The saints that have been raptured out of this world will be in heaven shouting praises to Almighty God. We're going to be there in heaven and we're going to be shouting praises to God. But right here on earth during that time, the people that rejected Jesus Christ... They're going to be shouting satanic. There'll be satanic worship going on. There'll be satanic praises going on to the Antichrist. And they're going to be shouting and cursing the name of God and his people. The Antichrist will be there with the people. And they're going to be shouting destruction and death. They're going to be shouting and tearing down things. They're going to be shouting and spreading hate and darkness and death like never before. But can I tell you this right here? They may be shouting. Satanic praises and satanic worship. But I will tell you this right here. There will be a day when Satan and the Antichrist, they will be silenced of all their shouting. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. And I want to leave you on a good note this morning. I really do. I want to leave you on a good note that greater days are ahead. Greater days are ahead for the church. And the reason why greater days are ahead is because we can trust in the sovereignty of our Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the God of all power. He's the King of kings. He rules and he reigns and no one will ever overthrow him from his throne. He's our mighty God, our great God, and we give him all the praise and all the glory. Hallelujah. If Turner would like to come on up and help me wind this thing down. The Bible says in verse 10, talking about the sovereignty of Christ. He says, this call is for patient endurance and faithfulness on the part of the saints. Jesus, right now, in this place as Christians, we are being empowered by the Holy Spirit. If you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit, he will give you the faith to endure the patience to endure. No matter how dark and how bleak things may get, we can persevere with the power and help of the Holy Spirit. I preach this message to you today, not with excitement, but I get to this part with excitement, that I preach to you some good news today, that our God is greater. Our God is greater, and there's... He's coming for the church. He's coming for the church. I hope you're ready. I hope you're ready. He's the king of kings that rules and reigns with great power. You can rejoice. Listen to me. Don't leave here today with your head down and like, man, hey, whew, it's going to be tough. We're, we're, we're going to be in heaven. We're, we're going to be in heaven. God's not going to send us through that great tribulation period. He's going to come and rapture us. He's going to snatch us out of this place. I say, snatch me now, Lord. Snatch me now. Take us away.
rejoice because greater days are ahead. Let me read to you this passage right here. It's in Revelation. And the beast was captured, and with it the false prophet, who in its presence had done the signs by which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped its image. Listen to this. These two, the beast and the false prophet, were thrown alive into the lake of fire that burns with sulfur. You rejoice today because God wins. God wins. He wins. We win. We win. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I said, Lord, help, help, me, help me to encourage the people before they leave. 2 Thessalonians 2.8. Listen to this powerful verse here. Paul is preaching to the church about the coming Antichrist. And I can only imagine how he was feeling. I don't want to do this today. But then he's like, I need to encourage the people, so let me give them this encouragement. He says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8, And then the lawless one, the one I just shared with you, the Antichrist, he will be revealed. Oh, hold on. He's going to be revealed. But the Lord will consume him with the breath of his mouth and destroy him with the brightness of his coming. Glory to God. Glory to God. I read that and I put the Jeff Dale commentary to it and I said rejoice because Jesus is going to swallow up the enemy. He's going to swallow him up. We win. We win. We win. Hold on. Persevere. Keep praying. Keep, keep your focus on the word of God. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't worry about who's the Antichrist. I'm not worried about it one bit. It don't faze me. It can be SpongeBob or it can be somebody else. I don't care who it is. It doesn't bother me at all because I'm holding on and I'm looking to Jesus. He says, look up for your redemption draweth nigh. And I'm looking up to Jesus. I rejoice. You know what else I rejoice about? I rejoice because God's made a way. He said, those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. April 2002, Jeff Dale written in the Lamb's book of life. How about you? How about you? How about you? Has your name been written in the Lamb's book of life? How, how do you have your name written in the Lamb's book of life? Well, let me tell you how. You, you repent of your sins. And you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And then you receive him. You receive him. Have, have you repented of your sins? Have you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ that he died for you on the cross? And that he was raised from the dead? Do you believe he took your place? We deserved all of that and more. We deserved that punishment. But because God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son that whosoever believeth in him, hallelujah, shall not perish but have everlasting life. Is your name, is your name, is your name in the Lamb's book of life? Young lady, young man, whoever you are, is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? Would everybody bow their heads and close their eyes, please? I've heard this message today, Pastor. And I've heard you mention this thing about the great tribulation and the coming Antichrist. And I realize that it's going to be a seven years of hell on earth, and I do not want to be a part of that. (laughs) 
I want to make sure that I'm saved and I'm on my way to heaven. I want to make sure that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And I'm ready to repent and I'm ready to receive Jesus Christ into my life. Friend, if that's you this morning, I don't care who you are, how long you've been coming here. You want to make sure that your name is the Lamb's book of life. Just lift your hand and say, that's me. Would you pray for me, Pastor? God bless you, ma'am. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. God bless you, ma'am. Is there others? Come on, a couple more seconds. Is there others? God bless you, sir. Maybe a few others. God's speaking to your heart. I want to make sure my name's written in the Lamb's book of life. Right there where you are, those that lifted your hands or anyone else who maybe didn't lift your hand, but you want to be sure, you can just pray. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner, and I need to be forgiven of my sin, and I need to be saved. And I know, Jesus, you died in my place on the cross, and I believe that you were raised back to life, and because you live, I can live forever too. So right now, I put my faith in you, Jesus, and I repent of my sins. I turn from them, and now I turn to live for you, and I trust in you, and I receive you into my life to be not only Savior, but to be my Lord. Thank you for saving me, and thank you for redeeming me. By faith, by faith, by faith, I receive you right now. And I know that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and I have peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Would you stand with me, please? Glory to God. Listen, I want to give you one last thing to pray about. And we're going to dismiss. This altar is getting ready to open in just a minute if anyone has special needs. But before we go anywhere, when I was studying for this message, and I thought about some of my family, And some of my friends that do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Thinking about what they would have to face one day and what they're going to go through. This is not some kind of fairy tale story. I'm I'm preaching to you the word of God. And if you have family and friends that are lost, it should motivate you and encourage all of us that have the compassion to go to them and explain to them that they need to be saved. They need to give their life to Jesus. They need to call upon the name of the Lord. For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So let's pray right now. How many of y'all have a loved one in your life that's lost? Friends that are lost. Jesus, we lift them up to you right now, Lord. Lord, please touch our families. Touch our friends. Touch our community, Lord. Lord, touch the ones around us, God, that, we're, that are just continuing to drift away from you, God. We pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would, by your Spirit, draw them to you, Father. Convict them of sin, Lord, and, and speak to them, Lord. And I pray, God, that you would just release mercy and grace into their life, God. And I pray, Lord, that wherever they are right now, right now, whether they're in a jail cell or wherever they may be, a hotel room somewhere or wherever they may be. God, I pray that by the work of your Spirit, God, that you would just send them to their knees and they would cry out to you, Jesus. 
Lord, put somebody in their path that can be a witness to them. Somebody that'll love them. Somebody that'll share Christ with them. Lord, I pray it right now, Lord. Save our family. Save our friends. Save our community. Save our nation. Lord, in the name of Jesus, bring about a great revival, a great awakening. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen.